is sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. He comes from a generation of people that treat people like people, and it's just, it's just wonderful. And we canceled our flight home so we could stay here. He created a whole new uh, acceptability for wild and outlandish socks. <laughs> uh, I gave him a few pairs, he gave me a few pairs, and uh, I've got them locked away. He always knew that America was stronger with alliances, and the rest of the world looked to that American leadership in all of those realms, as I mentioned, militarily, economically, but also morally. And uh, I think it would be all of us, as we reflect on his legacy, to remember that those lessons are still important for all of us to keep in mind. We have no more solemn duty than laying a great patriot to rest. Here lies a great man. And now, Stacy Washington. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program. Uh, hour two in full effect mode. We just got done talking about uh, Lauren Daigle and her unfortunate comments. Um, we are going to be praying for her and, and asking the Lord to give her wisdom and insight and help her see at her age, it might not be readily apparent to her that um, the money and the fame really they'll serve to separate her off from what God can do through her. And listening to that last caller talk about how he was, you know, riding on the lawnmower and, and, and he heard that song and it just turned a switch on in him means that God can still use her music for, to, for his glory. He can use her music to accomplish his purposes, but she's going to be working against that uh, and limiting what God can do with her music, with these comments in the public sphere, kind of going against what her music is all about. And, and she doesn't discuss social issues in the music. But by discussing them on these radio shows, she's putting herself in a position where then people will feel like they have to choose whether or not they want to listen or not. Uh, so this hour of the program, we're going to speak to Dr. Robert Epstein, a data scientist featured in the new documentary, The Creepy Line, and Gina Parides, former The Greatest Journey teacher. She's going to come on and talk to us about The Greatest Journey. And that's the last segment. We will continue to take your calls during this hour. In fact, we still have some people on the line. Joseph in Florida. Joseph, thank you for calling the show today. Hello. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for holding on. Oh, yes. I did want to have a comment about that because uh, not only to hurts, but to all that's doing those type of things. You know, because the, the Word of God says that uh, he who do those such things are just as guilty. Who who agree with those that do such things are just as guilty as those that do them. You know, mm-hmm. Galatians 5 tell you what the workings of the flesh is, you know, and, and, and it's condemned, you know, even in Revelation to tell you that no homosexual enter into the kingdom of God. You know, people have to stand up for what is right when it comes to the Lord, because we say, what, can, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? You can mm-hmm. gain the whole world, all the money, all the fame, all the forces, and you still go to hell. Because why? Mm-hmm. Because you don't follow the word of God. You know, he said, be ye transformed with the renewing of your mind. It's a renewing of the mind. When your love for God increases and you begin to love the Lord, then you start to see that these things are not right in his eyes and in your eyes. I'm going to tell you a little story. One time I was just flipping through the channels on TV, and it stopped at a channel where two men was kissing. And just as plain as you hear my voice today, the Lord said, that is nasty. You know? And I'm telling you, it's, it's a terrible thing for what, what uh, Christians today are accepting and not standing up for what is right. Because if you agree with these people that's doing the things that they're doing, you're just as guilty as they are. And that is written in the Word. You know, mm. that is something that can't be changed. The Word of God cannot be broken. 
You know, he didn't spare Sodom and Gomorrah. So what? It, what makes them think that he would spare them? Well, it's it's not that they. It's it's deception, Joseph. It's deception because what you've just shared is straight from the Bible. You're speaking the word of God. It's the truth. And people who aren't accepting that have just deceived themselves. And I think the point that Joseph just made, I just want to reiterate it one time because it goes for all of these sins. If we're condoning theft or adultery or uh, if, you know, pornography, if we're condoning the illegal entry at the border, all of these things, if, if it's law breaking, if it's lawlessness, if it's outlined in the Bible, if it breaks the Ten Commandments, if it's anything that, that does not speak to God's holiness, if it goes against God's word, condoning it, accepting it, promoting it, abortion comes to mind. It's the same as doing it yourself. So, you know, like I said, there's no middle ground. You, you decide, you make your choice. You're either going for God and supporting that or you're going against and you're supporting that. That's it. That's all you've got. Let's go to Gerilyn in Michigan. Gerilyn, thank you for calling the show today. Thank you, Stacy. How are you? Doing well. Good. Um, I yeah, I've been thinking about this mulling over, <laughs> and um, I just read an article last night by Michael Brown. I believe he is a believer, mm. and um, he was talking about just the importance instead of um, being condemning in a prideful way, coming along alongside praying for her, like you said, mm. and um, lovingly teaching her what is true, you know, anybody who has that kind of a platform with her or whatever. And, um, I mean, it was really hard for me to hear about this because I, I know a lot of us really love her music, and it is very um, God-focused and, mm-hmm. you know, um, true and all that. And so it, it has been really hard to hear this, but I also feel like we um, need to be really careful of our own hearts. Amen. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for calling and and, uh, sharing that. And I want to point out that Michael Brown, I actually got to interview him when I was filling in for Sandy Rios. And he is, he's been to our, our church a number of times and preached. He even did a conference here. I respect him greatly. He is a man of God. And his attitude towards the lost is one that, we could all do with a tune-up, a, a Mike Brown-type tune-up that aligns us with what God's Word says about unbelievers or people who are being led astray. And that's why I want to stress how much I, I, I love Lauren Daigle's music. And through the music, I feel like I've you know just had a little peek into her heart, and she is very young. And so I want to make those points that there's, there's room and space for her to grow and learn the truth and to come back to a true confession of what God's word says. And I'm, I am not condemning her, but I am saying that she's wrong and she's on the wrong path and praying for her is our number one opportunity. And then of course, communicating in love um, through the means that are available to us, whether you're a letter writer or, or a, you know, social media user or what have you just reaching out and saying, Hey, you know what? Um, I heard what you said. And I just want to make sure you know that the Bible says X, Y, and Z, and I'm praying for you to know the truth. And I hope that she will come to know the truth. Let's go to Robert in Kansas. Robert, thank you for calling the show today. Stacy, thanks for having me on. How are you today? I'm doing great. And thanks for holding on. What's your comment? Hey, well, uh, first of all, I am a big fan of your show. I am a regular listener. So uh, keep on keeping on. You rock. Um, And I just wanted to uh, 
throw a call back from a, a celebrity regarding celebrities. Um, I think the uh, Lauren Daigle situation is something that is indicative of the Americanism of the church um, here in America. We are so uh, awestruck by celebrities, Christian ones especially, uh, that we forget that they're people too. And I love one of the things that Rich Mullins used to say to his audiences back in the 90s. He said, uh, you know, it concerns me when you guys come up here and you think so highly of us because I know a lot of us and we don't know jack about anything. (laughs) <laughs> if you want to come to our concerts and buy our tickets, please do. Uh, but come for entertainment. If you want spiritual nourishment, go to church and read your Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that we need to remember, is that while Lauren Daigle's music is great, she is not a pastor on stage. Mm-hmm. She is not a pastor by trade, nor is she a theologian. She is an entertainer that happens to sing songs that are jesus centered or themed, but that doesn't necessarily mean that where she stands on the Word of God is where it needs to be, because as you've already said multiple times, she is a young lady that is still growing. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's just my two cents on the situation. Hey, you know what, Robert, thank you. And I, I'm going to make the point. When I was Lauren Daigle's age, and I'm, I'm assuming she's in her early 20s, I haven't actually looked it up, but... Um, I, I was, you know, I was a liberal. I was espousing some pretty hardcore stuff that I totally disagree with now. And the Lord brought me around. He used the birth of our child, our first child, to open my eyes to the ways that my Christianity and my politics did not match. And I mean, it was a clear, methodical movement that God took me through. And he used the birth of our daughter to do it because it was in that moment when I became a mom that I all of a sudden, everything I believed, I was like, well, I want to be, I want to raise my daughter, my husband and I, I want, I want us to be Christians and to raise her up in the way that I was raised up. And I've got to be a godly mom in order to do that. And I think God was like, oh, oh, is that right? Well, then let's start addressing these issues because you've got some stuff that's ungodly and you can't be teaching that to your child. And he really took me through it. And it's a journey I'm still on. I am still on that journey, but it's so important for us to note uh, that that is such a great point. Can't stress it enough. And the other thing is a, a part of disillusionment. And we've talked about this on the show a little bit. And welcome to the show if you're just tuning in. Um, you know, look, being disillusioned means that we understand that certain people have certain roles. Just like in the body of Christ, you have the people who are ushers, the people who pastor, the ones who just attend Bible studies, run Bible studies, the, the ones who bake the meals when someone's sick, the ones who take care of the kids and children's ministry. We all have different roles. And Lauren Daigle's role is to make this music that spurs, it, it opens our hearts. It's like a, it, it just, it's a movement. It's an action music. But she is not a theologian, and we should not seek to put her in that role. We, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do it to her, and we shouldn't expect it from her. And when we find out she's wrong, again, not to condemn, but to support, to pray for her, and to pray that her music would still be impactful, because her music can still bring people to know the Lord, uh, regardless of what her stance on social issues is. Connie in Alabama. We'll take one more call. Connie, thank you for calling the show today. Hi, Stacy, And thank you for what you do. Um, Okay, so I've been in a, uh, I I call it kind of a healthy 
um, debate with my daughter, who is the same age as Lauren Daigle. Oh, okay. and My daughter's 27. So, oh, okay. And she is in her Bible and in church. She has a family, you know, and, um, and I brought this to her attention. And she immediately got defensive and upset about it. Okay. okay. So I said, no, listen, let's just discuss this, you know. And she said, Mama, she said to go look in the Bible because, you know, she didn't want to have to answer it. And so anyway, we had this this whole debate. So today she sent me a a link. And I didn't know if you're familiar with, um, is it, it's patheos.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. I think it's patheos, but yeah, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a whole article there, and what there um, that it's titled um, that that her answer on homosexuality actually resembles something that Jesus did, and what they're referring to is when um, he said, "Render you know whose name is on the coin, render to Caesar who's Caesar." Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're saying that it just that it gives her a platform to influence both Christians and non-Christians. Mm. So as I read through the article, it, you know, and my, my answer to my daughter was not one place in that article does it say that homosexuality is a sin. Not one place in the entire article does it say that, Casey. I don't understand, you know, read it again, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know, I don't know what Patios is, you know, I, I'm not familiar with it, so I don't Well, know. it's, so Patios is this, um, it's, it's like a platform like Huffington Post, and so they have Patheos Catholic, and Patheos, you know, so different, kind of different channels, so you can write almost oh. anything on there, it's like a journal diary type thing where anyone can contribute, and some big name people actually post there, um, you know, Connie, I, what I, I would say, find a name. yeah, what I would say is, is, you're doing this right. Keep praying for your daughter. But also, um, you know, like the previous caller said a few callers ago, that we are all we either condone the sin and we're guilty as well, or we push back against it. And we have to pray for our young people not to be led astray, especially our, our beautiful children, our own children that we've raised up to know the fear and admonition of the Lord. Um, it, you know, not worth fighting over, but definitely the discussions are fantastic and healthy. When we get back, we're going to be speaking to Dr. Robert Epstein and uh, more. Stay right there. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. 2019 is upon us, and we're going to be going back to Washington, D.C. and to Williamsburg for our spiritual heritage tours. And if you've been wanting to go, maybe this is the year for you. These tours fill up several months in advance, and one of the reasons they do is because we have an actual historian, a professional historian that comes on our tour with us. His name is Stephen McDowell. He's the president of the Providence Foundation, and he knows more about early American history, especially the Christian influence on early American history. He knows more than anybody I know. So if you want to go with us, you can find out more information at spiritualheritagetours.com. That's in June and September. Pick the month you want to go. Find out more information at spiritualheritagetours.com. That's spiritualheritagetours.com. 
This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. We have seen lots of examples of incivility towards political leaders and public figures. Senator Ted Cruz and his wife were confronted in a Washington, D.C. restaurant and had to leave. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and his wife were accosted while leaving a dinner at Georgetown University. Senator Rand Paul was physically attacked. And Tucker Carlson had a leftist group show up at his house and even damaged his front door while his wife cowered in a closet. Columnist Walter Williams argues that much of incivility and contempt for personal liberty has its roots on college campuses. In the past, I have documented some of those attacks against speakers. Charles Murray was harassed, and the liberal professor walking by him was attacked and sent to the hospital with injuries. Heather McDonald had her lectures disrupted at two universities. And I've interviewed most of these people I just mentioned and can tell you that they're gracious individuals who would never treat anyone else the way they were treated in public. Walter Williams is right. This disrespectful behavior is taught to them on the college campus. A recent poll conducted by the Brookings Institution found that nearly half of all college students believe that hate speech is not protected by the First Amendment. And since many professors and students label just about anything they don't like as hate speech, you can see why we have this behavior. The poll also found that more than half of college students think that they have a right to shout down a speaker with whom they disagree, and a smaller percentage of students think it is acceptable to use violence to prevent a speaker from speaking on campus. Leftist professors and students have taken over many campuses. It is time for administrators and other professors to turn this around, and it's time for us, taxpayers and alumni, to demand changes on campus. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. Take Kirby and the Point of View team with you on the go with the Point of View app. Search for Point of View Radio at the Apple or Google Play stores. You can watch a live stream of the show on Facebook or YouTube at Stacy on the Right. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. James Comey, director of the FBI, fired. Deputy Director McCabe lied three times under oath, fired. Chief counsel at the FBI, Jim Baker, demoted, then left. FBI counsel Lisa Page, demoted, then left. And deputy head of counterintelligence, Peter Strzok, demoted, then fired. But even those five people thought Mike Flynn didn't lie when he was interviewed by the FBI. Only Bob Mueller did, and now this is what happened. So we got to keep this in context. The top people at the FBI, all demoted, left, or fired, who launched and ran the Clinton investigation, launched and ran the Russian investigation, put the fake dossier in front of the FISA court to get a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. Even they didn't think Mike Flynn lied when he was being interviewed by the FBI. And now Bob Mueller is saying he should get the leniest, most lenient sentence possible, but they still have the information he gave him. We'll find out what that is when we get the unredacted version of what Catherine was referring to tonight. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Uh, that was Representative uh, Jim Jordan going over the details left out of the mainstream media's discussion of the Flynn case. And I think it's important for us to keep things in perspective. We don't know what the Mueller investigation is going to uncover. So far, no not even a a whiff of collusion uh, between the Trump campaign and Russia, an entity, you know, trying to impact the U.S. elections, as they've done every single election before this one. This isn't new behavior on their part. They just had a little bit more money in it this time. And we know this. So we'll we'll just keep updating and keep watching as Mueller moves through his processes. Right now, it's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Robert Epstein, a data scientist featured in the new documentary, The Creepy Line, Dr. Epstein, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. 
So let's talk a little bit about this uh, this this revelation. Um, when we talk about meddling in the election, this sounds like it to me. Google employees debating on whether or not to buy to bury conservative conservative media outlets following President Trump's election, kind of like a retaliation for the election not going their way. Uh, well, yes, and I think we have to we have to acknowledge that uh, the fact that they're discussing it as we know from several leaks uh, that have come out of Google recently, uh, you know, that means they can do it. They have the power to do it. And my own data shows that, in fact, they do it. Well, I know they do it because my page, uh, my, my most recent example of this that is documentable is uh, last week on Facebook, I posted a story from the Gateway Pundit, which has a warning next to any post that you post by the Gateway Pundit that it's not a, a reliable site. And I know Jim Hoff personally, like I've known him for uh, almost eight years. So I know he's a real person and I know how he runs the site. And I posted a story about an image from the migrant caravan interacting at the, the border between Tijuana, Mexico and uh, San Diego. And there's this image that's gone viral of this mom and she's got a kid in a diaper with no shoes and another kid, but small kids, you know, one has on flip flops and they're running and there's a white gas coming out of a canister near their feet. And in the background, you can see other people posing in front of cameras. And so the Gateway Pundit site said, hey, this, you know, this is this is this is fake. Now, I'm not going to make a statement about whether or not the, the image was staged or not. But the fact that he has a picture that's not doctored, it's not, it's not been edited at all, that shows other people posing in the background near canisters with smoke coming out of them and cameramen honing in on people, it calls it into question whether or not it's a legitimate picture, which means people should do more research. I posted on my page, and my page has 79,000 followers and 77,000 people who like it, and 300 people saw that picture. They gave me a reference to Snopes and asked me if I really wanted to post it without going ahead and clicking through to Snopes and reading Snopes' rebuttal of the Gateway Pundit post. I refused to click through to Snopes. And so they limited the access to my followers to be able to see the post that I made. So I cross-posted it to my personal page. I also posted an image of what they posted to me on my Facebook page. They limited every single thing that had that image in it to less than 500 people. Well, yes. Now, of course, this is this is really, of course, just your personal uh, experience, and lots of people are having these kinds of experiences, and they're not necessarily uh, right leaning. They're not necessarily conservative. They're people uh, who are socialists who have been, you know, suppressed or censored. Uh, you see, and my, and my issue here, I'm not a conservative myself. My issue here is 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 that we need to rise above our politics and understand that what's really wrong here is that, uh, you know, these private companies, Google and Facebook in particular, you know, they, that they have this power, and they shouldn't have this power. It's quite obvious. I mean, they have the power uh, to, uh, to, to censor whatever they want to censor. Uh, they're not constrained in any way by law or regulation, uh, and I don't think that should be allowed. So, we, you know, there's, there are three huge problems that they present. One is the surveillance, which is out of hand. Uh, second is the censorship, and third is the manipulation which is what I study in my scientific research. So what manipulation are you finding in your study and in your research? Well, I've been doing this research for almost six years now. So the first uh, thing that I discovered 
back in 2013 was is what's called SEAM, or the Search Engine Manipulation Effect. And that research showed that just by favoring one candidate or another in search results, uh, Google has the power to shift easily more than 20% of undecided voters, uh, up to 80% in some uh, demographic groups, without anyone knowing that they're being manipulated. So that's one of the biggest uh, behavioral effects ever discovered, and uh, it and it is invisible to people, which makes it extremely dangerous. So that was that was the first discovery. I mean, I recently published a big article right before the midterms, uh, just you know, showing how this research has evolved over the years, and uh, showing that now that there are uh, we have found at least ten different kinds of manipulations like this, which the internet makes possible, which have never uh, uh, been possible before in human history, and which are uh, which are in the hands of mainly two private companies, which are not accountable to the public. It's outrageous. So, and and it is outrageous. I agree with you. You mentioned that you're not a conservative. The majority of the um, influencing that Facebook is doing tends to favor the liberal side of the political spectrum. So you're saying that as a person who isn't a conservative, you're still concerned that Facebook might be supporting the political side of the spectrum that you're on because it's an issue of freedom of information? Well, see, I, I, I look at it this way. Uh, you know, they might be supporting Democrats and liberals now, but who knows what they're going to do tomorrow? But this is this is why I think we all, no matter what our politics, we we all must become aware of what's happening, and we have to uh, we have to prevent uh, these companies from doing these things. We have to make sure uh, not only that they don't do them, but that they can't do them. Uh, and at the moment, as they say, they they have no constraints on them whatsoever. I agree with you. I was just asking to to kind of clarify. I agree with you. It's it's a slippery slope because once people become comfortable with Facebook manipulating data to the side of Democrats and liberals, um, if they were to ever reverse that stance and do it to to conservatives and only favor conservatives, you know, changing leadership, whatever might happen, pendulums swing in both directions. And it should be concerning to us no matter who is the recipient of the the kind of benefits and who's not. Um, what what do you recommend when you talk about regulation? The first thing that happens when I, I've discussed this before, I've even been on radio shows where I was the guest and I was vilified by conservatives for suggesting that Facebook should be regulated because they don't operate as a neutral public platform. And the first thing people say is, well, you're on conservative radio. What if they do the equal time doctrine to conservative talk show hosts? Or what if they try to force you to take on you know liberal guests, liberal viewpoints? You don't want regulation. Regulation will end up being the other wicked side of censorship and manipulation? Well, you know, my views have changed on, on this uh, over the years. Uh, you know, the more I've learned, the more concerned I've become about these issues, and the more I've learned, the more frightened I've become of these companies, frankly. And there was a phase where I was, I was recommending regulation. Uh, I, I've passed beyond that phase at this point. Uh, regulation is not enough. That's how dangerous uh, these companies are. Uh, so, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, and not only that, but regulation and law move very slowly, and tech moves very fast. So, I don't think regulation uh, is enough, and I don't think it'll it will be able to to keep up with uh, with these companies or the companies you know that follow them. So, um, what I've been working on is is setting up monitoring systems. I 
I set up one uh, in secret in 2016 to see what search results Google, Bing, and Yahoo were showing, uh, you know, registered voters in the months leading up to the 2016 election. Uh, as the Washington Post reported, I found uh, that Google, Google's search results were uh, heavily biased in favor of Hillary Clinton, whom I supported, uh, that, that they were biased in favor of Clinton in all 10 search positions on the first page of search results. That's enough to shift two or three million votes over time, with no one having any idea that this has occurred. Uh, I, I can tell you now on the record that I set up a, another system like that prior to the midterms uh, to keep an eye on Google, Bing, and Yahoo. Uh, this time we collected a lot more data than we did in 2016. We're in the process of analyzing it. But see, I think this is one possible solution, is to set up a, you know, a, a, a whole network of, mo- of very large monitoring systems, fighting tech with tech, in other words. And uh, these uh, monitoring systems, in my opinion, should be, you know, controlled by nonpartisan groups, and they should uh, do what these companies are doing to us. These companies track us 24-7. We need to track what these companies are doing, and we need to expose what they're doing, and I think maybe then they'll become accountable to the public. Ah, tracking. I mean, I just, so my, I, I think the the option that works the best is that there's some kind of limitation placed on what they can do to competitors because Facebook wouldn't have the ability to treat users in the way that they treat users if there were a viable alternative where there was competition. And people would be much more likely to pay closer attention to what they're doing and to listen to the concerns that you've broached, which are very, very these are concerning. These are real issues. Um, if there were more options available, but Facebook has been very successful in crushing all options or purchasing them outright and adding them to what they already do, which means there isn't anything out there that people can say, well, you know what? I am tired of 300 people seeing my posts because they don't like the content. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go someplace else. Well, where else are you going to go? Because there isn't another option that's the same size and scope. Well, well Stacey, that's the problem. So you, you can't make a you can't build a, a, a competing social network. It's impossible. Uh, and let me just give you an example of the kind of manipulation that they're capable of. If on election day in 2020, Mark Zuckerberg sends out go-out-and-vote reminders mainly to members of one party, which, of course, would probably be Democrats, that would give the Democratic candidate for president an additional 450,000 votes that day with no one knowing that this had been done. No one would even know. Without Enough monitoring systems exist. No one would even know that he did that manipulation. That's the kind of power I'm talking about. It's an unprecedented power. And by the way, the cost to the company uh, for manipulating 450,000 votes that day would be zero. Wow. So did you see the there was a sur- survey out that said that 48% of Facebook users have in this year either deleted or limited their access to the platform in some way by deleting the app or making a conscious decision not to go on as often. Do you see that trend going any further? Uh, absolutely not, because although that happens from time to time, mainly because Facebook you know, gets some bad press, overall that hasn't stopped the company's uh, membership from growing worldwide. And so right now they're serving more than 2 billion people within Three years, that number is expected to top 4 billion people. 
Uh, so nothing can stop them, uh, in my opinion, and that's why I think uh, we've got to set up these monitoring systems. I think it's great that some members of Congress, including a Republican, Orrin Hatch, are, are you know are, are kind of trying to get tough on these companies. But let's face it, and this is consistent with what you just said, in the U.S., the Democrats like these companies because they help the Democrats, and the Republicans are reluctant to regulate. So in the U.S., not much is going to happen. The EU has been much more aggressive in taking on these companies. I noticed that. The, the EU has actually spent an amazing amount of effort, not just with uh, creating rules and regulations, but in outlining how they feel their their citizens' privacy is of the utmost importance, even if it means limiting the scope, size, reach, profitability of Facebook. They don't seem to be as married to it, perhaps because Facebook is an American entity. It's originating from our country as opposed to their own. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, so they see these companies as American. So, uh, you know, they're also generally more concerned about privacy because don't forget, uh, you know, the East Germans went through, you know, the whole experience with the Stasi for, for decades. Uh, so in general, the Europeans are more concerned about privacy. They've passed a pretty comprehensive, uh, you know, privacy protection law that went into effect this past May. Uh, They've also fined Google now massive amounts of money. Uh, last year, $2.7 billion for having biased search rankings. Uh, and this year, uh, over $5 billion uh, for uh, monopolistic practices uh, in mobile uh, computing. Uh, so they're, they're pretty aggressive. Uh, in the U.S., we're not aggressive at all. Again, I don't think much is going to happen. Uh, and, and I think that's a shame because I know more about the dark side of these companies probably than anyone in the world. And I have five children, which makes me, makes me especially concerned because our children are, are, are even more vulnerable than we are uh, to these kinds of manipulations. And, of course, the, the surveillance is just through the roof at this point. Uh, we're being monitored by Google uh, alone over more than 200 different platforms that we're not even aware of for the most part. We know they, you know, they collect our Gmails, and, but uh, they're actually monitoring us over more than 200 different platforms, and they're increasing their surveillance. They're now trying to get us to put surveillance devices in every single room in our home. Mm, and that's why I don't have any of those. And I, I mean, geez, that's it's so frightening. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I hope to speak to you again soon. Um, uh, Dr. Robert Epstein, data scientist, new documentary, The Creepy Line. Thanks for your time today. Very good. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll be back with Gina Parides of The Greatest Journey. Stay right there. This is Just a Minute with Stacey Washington. Whenever a power-hungry activist wants to infringe upon religious liberty, they refer to the separation of church and state, an evil concept created by an activist judge to limit Christian participation in public life. While God does limit the spheres of influence controlled by the church and state, his limitations lead to more liberty. God is head overall and is unsurprised by the goings-on in our society and politics. He has ordained that free men would control their homes, the church, and the state. There is no separation. When godly men rule, the people rejoice. But when evildoers control a nation, citizens groan and wail. There is no substitute for the proper order of our lives and government under God's planning and direction. When Christians pull back, evil flourishes. The Bible mandates Christian influence in government, politics, 
and public life. It's up to us. I'm Stacey Washington. Find out more at StaceyOnTheRight.com. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Parents, I want to warn you about a program on Netflix that targets adolescent kids. Critics have called it animated kitty porn because it's in cartoon form to appeal to children. They weren't exaggerating. The program is called Big Mouth, and it's in its second season. They did an episode called The Planned Parenthood Show, which, of course, promotes abortion. I don't have experience with Netflix, but one concerned parent said, even though children are often allowed to watch Netflix under the kids' profile, with the autoplay feature, there's a chance this show will pop up and start playing without the adult's knowledge. Parents, there's a very real battle raging to influence your children. Please be extra vigilant and prayerful about what they're exposed to. Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. Fox on Tech. Ready or not, here comes 5G. Some people are calling it a new industrial revolution. 2019 will be the year that 5G arrives, with Verizon and Samsung saying they'll release a smartphone with 5G technology in the first half of next year. But Bloomberg is reporting that Apple will hold back on 5G for its iPhones until 2020. Apple was also slower than the competition in rolling out 4G. 5G will be a dominant topic of discussion at the Snapdragon Technology Summit in Hawaii this week, and 5G-capable networks are already springing up in places around the world and in a few U.S. cities, including Sacramento, California, where customer Christopher Angelworth was the first customer. I'm getting a groundbreaking technology right to my front door, something that just hasn't ever existed before, so I couldn't be more excited. 5G advocates say the new technology will be a major upgrade with users enjoying massive bandwidth and faster connections. With Fox on Tech, I'm Anna Wells, Fox News. Welcome back to Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for being here today. It's Greatest Journey Day, and we are asking you to go to SamaritansPurse.org and partner with us so we can get 10,000 kids through the Greatest Journey curriculum. Right now, it's my pleasure to welcome Gina Paredes, former The Greatest Journey teacher. Thank you, Gina, for joining the show today. Hola. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> so let's talk about this. What is the big deal? I know uh, I've been talking about it all today on both hours of the show, and I understand what the big deal is, but talk to us about what The Greatest Journey really is. Well, The Greatest Journey is a 12th lesson discipleship material. It is equipping local churches to ch- to reach children, and all those who receive the shoeboxes go through this program. And the discipleship program finished with a wonderful celebration and certificate and a Bible too. So it's all about it's all about Jesus and how to have a relationship with Him and how to share about Him with others. Mm. And so, what kind of impacts have we seen? I know if you go to SamaritansPurse.org, you can watch videos of kids talk about how their lives have been changed. But can you tell us a little bit more about how you see the lives being changed after they go through the Greatest Journey curriculum? Yes, um, my personal experience is um, with the neighborhood I was I was in. It was a really dangerous place. Nobody wanted to go there, and this place was surrounded by drug dealers and prostitution even, and lots of children were just on the streets. So the impact of these 12 
uh, lesson um, program was big because these children had the opportunity to see something different every day, to experience love, to experience hope. So it really changed their lives forever. Wow. And so I just had a notification from my producer, which a little bit of a mix up. I thought we were just having Gina on, but we also have Dana with us as well. Dana, could you talk a little bit about um, how The Greatest Journey equips the local church to help children learn about Christ's love? Hey, absolutely. I mean, The Greatest Journey, like Gina is saying, is this 12-lesson discipleship program where many of the children who receive an Operation Christmas Child shoebox are invited to come back. And yeah, it's all about sharing Christ's love. It's really about saying, here's who Jesus is. Here's how you can have a relationship with him. And here's how you can learn to share him with others. So it's evangelism, discipleship, and eventually multiplication. Mm, wow so it's it's um it's like opening a door to truth and right. knowledge and the gospel yeah absolutely you know so gina as a teacher she was just sharing uh with me yesterday how that every single lesson has this takeaway card this little square card it's a, on a perforated sheet within every child's workbook. So I want you to know for your listeners who are thinking about donating today for this for this day where we're saying, hey, send a child to The Greatest Journey for $6. Provide that opportunity for a child. And actually, right now, um, there's a match donation in place. So that'll double. When you send one child through, you're actually sending two, you know, so on and so forth. So what I want to say about that is this takeaway piece is in every single child's workbook they, that they receive because of the $6 donation. And they're able to take that card home. And it's a great reminder of what they learned in that lesson that day. They can share with their family and their friends on one picture. On one side is this vibrant, colorful picture that reminds them what the story was about. On the other side is a memory verse. How powerful is that? It's pretty powerful. And what I'm loving is that we've already seen such huge gains in communities where we're not just talking about kids going through. They get the, the Christmas shoebox. They get the gifts. They feel the love. But then the kids and the families go through the greatest journey. And then churches have been planted. Can you talk about that? Yes, actually, um, my kids from Colombia sent me a video. They were saying hello and all that. They were sad because um, I had to leave them and come to the U.S., but they also told me um, that they were so thankful that I, that I started doing this with them because now they have grown so much that the pastor of, of the new teacher going there is thinking about planting a new church because they have grown so much. Wow. So, and so that happened is, with, within a year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so this is, let's talk a little bit about the donation. I've been telling people, go to SamaritansPurse.org. When you hit the landing page there, um, you guys are promoting the greatest journey, the discipleship program. There's a monthly gift or a single gift. Talk about how people mm -hmm. can partner up here and really make a difference. Yeah, that's an amazing opportunity. That's, that's one great option. And today, if you go to AFR.net, that is a great place to go because today, AFR.net, it's a whole website takeover. They are just dedicating this day saying, okay, today's the day because we have this match donation in place. And again, the way that you get involved, I mean, maybe you want to send 10 children through for $60. Maybe you want to reach 25 children by making a donation of 150. So you just prayerfully consider that. Allow Holy Spirit to encourage you wh what he would have you to do and, and know that your donation right now can be doubled. And also there's a number I wanna give you. You can call 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Or again, you can go to AFR.net. 
So I want to kind of point out some things for the ladies in the audience who might be like myself. $6 is roughly two cups of the fancy coffee <laughs> um, when you're out or a cup of coffee and a crustless quiche if you're low carb. All right. <laughs> um, but if you are talking about $60, that's like a pair of sale boots or a really cute purse on sale. Um, so we're talking about minimal sacrifice here to get kids literally plugged into the gospel. And these are the kinds of choices that we make. Sacrifices, yes, but really we're so blessed here in America to be able to reach into these other countries and share the gospel. This is the kind of work that we do when we partner with American Family Radio and Samaritan's Purse and The Greatest Journey that this lasts on into eternity because people become Christians and then we know we're going to see them over on the other side. Right. I mean, think about it. We're in, we know that every 16 seconds, one child is has received Jesus through the efforts of The Greatest Journey. Every 16 seconds, a decision wow. for Christ. Now, when you're talking about the impact for the children, yes, yes. But also, Gina can tell us about what the impact is for the local body because this is about raising up the local body of Christ, equipping them for those who have a heart and they have a call to serve children's ministries but need a resource. So if we have time, uh, could Gina share a little about that? We do have time. You guys, I have you until the end of the show, so we have about seven minutes left. And I'd (laughs) love to hear that. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do it. Well, thank you so much. Well, um, it's it's wonderful how these kids start coming to our classes and then how their lives start changing and how uh, this, this, all these lessons start coming and, and, and trying to, to let them know who Jesus is and how to have a relationship with him. So there is so many stories I can tell you, but one of those is about a girl called Viviana and, and how her life was changed because she was struggling at school. She was struggling with her family and with these classes and with our praying and with our support, she started changing. And even even her parents told me at the end when she graduated, like, thank you, Gina, so much. Our, our daughter has changed so much. So, Well, we know that Jesus Christ not only saves, but he changes us. And when you talk about the change in people, individuals, and then communities, that is what the gospel is meant to do. That That is our great commission is to spread the gospel and to bring as many people to know Jesus Christ as we possibly can. Yes. And this greatest journey, it's a curriculum, a 12-lesson course. It's not just the Bible stories, which are super important. Those are Those are the bedrock. But it's also scripture memorization, which is how we literally rewrite mm-hmm. the coding. If you're if you're mm. into social media and internet, we rewrite the coding and change our behaviors. Because so much of what we see nowadays is kind of rooted in this whole, hey, you know what? You can change yourself 21 days to a new habit, 60 days yes, to a new habit. Right. <laughs> but the real way to change habits is to get in God's word and memorize scripture. And he changes us from the inside yes. out. And so I say, you know, SamaritansPurse.org, AFR.net, both places you can go to. Give us the number again. Yeah, you can call 877 877- 616-2396. That's 877-616-2396 or visit AFR.net. Yeah, your donation is matched today. So this is a great opportunity. And Gina, uh, share with us just really, really briefly how this was an answer to your prayer when you knew you were called to children's ministry and how this program answered that prayer. Yes, there was a lot of opportunities for us to share, but not too many resources to use. So we pray for the Lord to provide us with quality material to teach the children and to reach more children. 
and Operation Christmas Child was right there. They partnered with us. We didn't have to, to give them any money. They just say, we're going we're gonna to give you the gospel opportunities, the shoe boxes, and also these books, and also the Bible. So it was a complete, complete material, and that changed um, the, the way our church were, were, were working with kids. I just want to celebrate the, the listeners today. Stacy. your listeners are amazing. We've already uh, reached uh, uh, nearly uh, 5,000, ch- or a more, little more than 4,000 children today. And we're just well on our way to reaching that goal of 10,000 children from today's efforts. Praise God. Uh, oh, and, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that that Amen. $6. I was okay. Thank you for the update. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was planning on asking afterwards, but oh, this is great. Thank yes, you. Yes. Wonderful. So we praise God for you guys. You know, I mean, that $6, it is. It's equipping the local body. Of Christ, those those local leaders like Gina who have a call to serve, it makes sure that they have the resources they need to do that well with their neighbor, the children in their neighborhood, you know. And then and then it gives those children the workbook. And when they graduate, it provides a New Testament in the child's language and a certificate of completion, full cap and gown ceremony. Just what a celebration! The whole community comes out amazing. Well, while we were just talking here. I'm on here and I'm doing four kids, which is 24 bucks. And you just go in and it's so easy. You can do PayPal, electronic check or credit or debit card. And if you're if you're like me and you're like touch tone sign into PayPal, that makes it go even faster. And so I'm just encouraging you SamaritansPurse.org. It's so quick and easy. It's like three clicks and you're done. Yeah. And well, you can yeah. select how much you And let me get. tell you, the AFR.net, you know, that's one way for us to track today's campaigns if they go to AFR.net. But yeah, either way, you guys, but I mean, AFR.net, that's where we're saying we've already reached more than 4,000 just from today's efforts, you know, 4,000 children. And just, wow. And even just what you just did, Stacey, those four children, um, you know, when you go to AFR.net and make that, that's going to be part of that match donation. So that's eight children as well. So Praise God. Thank you so much. I just flipped over. So I flipped over to AFR.net because I want mine matched. I put in 24 bucks. And now all I have to do is type in my info, um, my name. I'm doing it right now as we're talking. Oh, man. Super easy. And this is the way to to get it done, you guys. And if you're like me on your laptop, you already have it pre-populated with your card. That's easy if you've memorized your card. We're talking about super easy to donate. Um, and it impacts the kingdom and you're, you're excitedly like, basically I'm saying, um, 24 bucks. So I'm going to skip call these coffee three times. Cause I usually spend eight <laughs> bucks when I go and I'm done, but like, that's it though. So I'm, I'm already saying I'm going to postpone my next visit to call these for three weeks. Cause I don't usually only go once a week. And then after that, <laughs> I'm back in there, you know, slipping my latte. I can make a latte at home on those three times. But I'm using that as an example just to show that yeah. there's something we can say, you know what, I'm just going to not do that for a little bit to give here. And it doesn't have to be, uh, it, it's it's not hurtful in any way, but it really, I can't stress enough how important it is for us when we find a way that's easy, that makes sense, and is a proven method for spreading the gospel for us to plug in. Because we often on the show talk about how difficult this situation is, or politically that's going in the wrong direction. This is something that's going in the right Mm -hmm. direction. It's proven to work. Lives are being saved and impacted. The proof is right here on the show. And American Family Association and radio would not partner with Samaritan's Purse if it wasn't doing what they promise it will do. And it is doing it. Lives are being saved. Communities changed. Churches planted. Children coming to know the Lord. Whole families converted into the kingdom. We got to support that. Let's have the number again. All right. That number, you can call 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396, or visit AFR.net. 
Okay. And while she was talking, I just finished my donation. I'm <laughs> clicking submit my gift right now. Boom. You I'm go. done. I'm yeah. done. So you guys join in with me. <laughs> well, do it. I went to <laughs> airfire.net. The whole landing page is looking all cute. All you have to do is one click. So I'm saying maybe like three to four clicks, I think, is what I did. Three amazing. to four clicks. Quick, quick, quick. Done, done, done. You can even share what you did on Facebook or Twitter. I, I don't need to do that. I'm talking to you guys right now. <laughs> um, but this has been wonderful. And mm. this is the time of the, the year. It's the reason for the season. We're celebrating. We have our Christmas bands going right. on for your wrists. And now we have Samaritan's Purse. And this is the day. It also happens to be my dad's birthday, which I've mentioned a couple of oh, times. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to my to dad. Your dad. Yeah. Happy and so birthday. December 5th always rocks. But today it rocks even further because we're coupling this thing up and doing the matching donation. 10,000 kids are going to get exposed to the gospel and get to memorize scripture, which will change them forever. Amen. And we're Amen. doing that together with Samaritan's Purse, SamaritansPurse.org, AFR.net to get the match. And today's our day to partner 10,000 kids, um, 12 lesson course. And we've been speaking with Dana and we've been speaking with Gina and we've been talking about this and it's been such a pleasure to have you both on today. Thank you for your time. Gracias. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Well, you guys have a great evening and we will continue on with this during the next hour of programming here on AFR. You'll still have more chances to give. God bless you. Thank you. God bless ladies. Thank you for your time. Well, do I hear the music? Indeed I do, which means it's time for me to sign off. Good evening from the heartland. God bless you. Don't forget to partner with us, AFR.net. So easy. It's like four clicks and you're done. Get over there and donate for to the uh, Greatest Journey program for Samaritan's Purse. And um, I'll be back with you tomorrow with more Stacy on the Right. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of Urban Family Talk, Urban Family Communications, or American Family Association. Urban Family Talk. Urban Family Talk.